mics, hot show. Hot mics, hot show. Live from New York, it's the show that's eating gingerbread houses. Yeah, it's first things first. The gingerbread house it. day. Today, <laughs> Cowboys are underdogs in Buffalo. Are they being disrespected? Ooh. Or are they due for a loss? You know you like oh, that. Who likes that one? Meanwhile, who is making the best case for Brock Purdy to be the MVP? Hint, hint. The person's not even on the show. He actually plays for the 49ers. And finally, is Mahomes still atop the iciest segment in all of sports? No way. Mahomes, no, he can't be. Well, I mean, he wasn't even no. last week. So well, still I know, was last the wrong week you did like a joke. What do you mean? Oh, you're but not you made a joke Jake of Browning. a segment. Oh, you don't believe Jake Browning. Oh, uh, did Jake I Browning play well Browning. again this week? Actually, I believe he in Jake did. Browning, bro. Yeah. So Alongside Chris Sarr. QB. Yeah. Much like. Hold on. That doesn't work. Yeah. Oh. You calling Joe Burrow a system quarterback? No, not that's Burrow. What the system Jake Brown. That's first Burrow. things first. Hi. Uh, we start with the Dolphins dropping. Miami led by 14 late, but the Titans rallied to upset the Dolphins at home, which maybe was a good thing, according to no. Mike McDaniel. I mean, that's what Mike McDaniel well, 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 he wears cool sneakers. So. <laughs> Take a listen. These types of losses can be very galvanizing, but it takes um, literally every person um, in the locker room and coaching staff and uh, you know you, you have to as long as guys aren't pointing fingers which I feel like there's a lot of people looking internally um, you have that chance and that's that's what we'll be spending our time doing okay brew were the Dolphins exposed last night to those that didn't know what they were yes <laughs> to those that didn't know that the Dolphins were a bunch of break dancers you're gonna get yes. the whole break dancing community angry with no them. look I, I know people are people aren't liking that break dancing oh, they, really the break dancers the break dancers don't like it oh my goodness but I didn't know they had the internet the Dolphins showed up last <laughs> like night thinking it would be a show thinking it was showtime right they yeah. came we hear the music yeah we hear the music <laughs> yeah, we hear the music <laughs> they came ready to break dance they thought it was a perfect setting Right, Monday night football, the second game. Yeah, you got two games. That's odd. But the other teams were mediocre, pedestrian. So most eyes would be on the Dolphins. Yeah. And they were ready to put on a show. Tennessee was 0-6 on the road. Mm -hmm. All right. And here, here, look, Tennessee, you can't say a lot about them. They're not a very good team. But one thing they are is tough. Yeah. And they came to fight. And Miami did not fight. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, well, they had the game one. They gave it away. No, they did not play well all well, night long. Well, that's important Their to know. offense did not have a scoring drive on, and not a real one. Yeah. Right? Here's how they scored. First touchdown was a pick six. Yep. Okay, defense. Then they got two field goals. Second touchdown was a fumble. Muffed punt. Muffed punt by the Dolphins. The it was a two-yard, seven-yard yeah. drive. Two-play, two seven-yard yeah. drive. Third touchdown, another fumble, was a two-play, 12-yard exactly drive. exactly right. So their offense did yep. nothing. And I'm telling you, this is why they're a good team. They're a playoff team, all that. But Baltimore wants to fight. Facts. Kansas City can fight. Yeah. And that's where I think that the, the Dolphins will fall short. And, heck, they might, if they get one of those teams in the AFC North outside of Baltimore, the, that's going to be a fight. If you can and shut down Tyreek, the offense grinds to a halt. Mm -hmm. And their own, in my estimation, their only real hope to make the Super Bowl was the one seed. Where, A, you get the bye, so you are rested and fresh you know, yeah. against a fighter in round two. B, you know you don't have to deal with inclement weather. 
This is not right. a team built to deal with you know, cold weather or the rain or the snow. snow. It's coming through Miami. And that loss last night made the one seed evaporate. That's gone for them now. Now they have to hope they hold on to the two, and I think that is highly unlikely. They have the Jets, Dallas, at Baltimore and home for Buffalo mm-hmm. the rest of the way. If they lose they one, lose three. They, they, 100% they could lose three. And so, and Bruce's point, because it was weird, because there were two games on at the same time, I'm not sure how many people were locked into either one of them. Miami scored... That is the most fraudulent 27-point game of the NFL season. Brew is absolutely correct. The offense did nothing throughout the entirety of that game. And then at the end of the game could do nothing. So it was 13-13, and then Tennessee seemed to self-immolate in about 90 seconds, and Vrabel looked like he was going to lose his mind. Mm -hmm. They went muffed punt when I thought, oh, my God, the Titans are going to steal this game. 13-13, have one field goal drive, shut them down. Miami instantly scores the very next play they do a pitch the pitch hey maybe you guys were right that Brock Purdy's pitch to Christian McCaffrey took we'll some skill because Will Levis tried it and, right. and it, it goes it. awry but then Tennessee seamlessly goes down the field and now Miami's in a spot where one first down wins the game they can't get it Tennessee then instantly goes down the field again. Now I actually thought Tennessee maybe scored a little too early in that spot. Like Derrick Henry had an opportunity if he wanted to to maybe go down at the one and right. to where you could – I'm not saying you should have, but right, it right, went right, through right, my head. Right. And I'm like, okay, Miami just needs to get in field goal range. And they couldn't. And I understand Tennessee is a tough team, but they are not a great no. defense. No. They are. You mentioned Baltimore, Kansas City. Those are yep. great defenses. So this, to me, is an indictment on what their actual upside is because Tyreek, as great as he is, he's not injury prone, but he gets watching me, Kansas City. Up. He gets dinged. Yep. You know what I mean? And any given game, you can see him have to go to the sideline like this one. Now, this was a what looked like could have been a serious injury that yeah, luckily put himself he back in. Put himself back in. Then he was back out for the. He wasn't on the field for that final right. drive. Like they are a Brew had it exactly right. They are a good team. They are the only they needed much like I felt Detroit needed home field and everything to fall right to be a real Super Bowl contender. Neither have that now, and now they're in the same bucket to me. All right, Tyreek Hill sidelined for most of the night after an ankle injury, which left the Dolphins' potent offense looking toothless. No touchdowns for Tua, who had a streak of 21 consecutive games with a touchdown pass broken. Your MVP odds: Dak in the driver's seat, Brock Purdy, number two, Lamar, Jalen, Tyreek tied for five with Mahomes. Josh Allen and then Tua. So is Tua officially out of the race, bro? Uh, yes, and honestly, I, he's been out for weeks for me. In fact, even more than a month for me. Just watching him, and that's why early in the season, you know, I was really talking a lot about Tyreek. All right, because Tua, to me, has too many pedestrian, mediocre games. Okay, he'll have the big ones, obviously, uh, the uh, Denver game that we've been talking about. But last week, just three weeks ago against the Jets, he had one touchdown, two interceptions. Well, they embarrassed quarterbacks. But I'm just saying, but this happens with it. Look, the last five games. Against the Chiefs, he wasn't great. Six touchdowns. Three interceptions. The last five games. That's that's a lot of the season. And then here he is against the three of the top teams they face because we know they haven't beaten any really good teams. Mm -hmm. 
Kansas City, Philadelphia, Buffalo. He's got three touchdowns, two interceptions, and throws the 230 yards a game. Yeah, and everybody okay? cooks Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, so he right, and he still what couldn't yeah. put up yards against Philadelphia. Their offense is very. I actually think you know we're going to talk about is is Brock a system quarterback? To me. Tua looks more like a system QB than Brock. Of course he's a system QB. He's throwing QB. the deep ball to Tyreek or slants, and it's all timing. It's, so when Tyreek's out, they're of offense falls Of course he's a system apart. QB, that, which is why, to me, he was never a legitimate MVP candidate. So Wilds had a tweet last night, like, and I'm not mocking you for this. I just think it's noteworthy. I promise I'm not mocking you. They had a tweet last Definitely night. about to be mocked. No, no, no. <laughs> I got a lot of replies. The ratio on that one, I was like, ooh. Yeah. This meant it was a game winning drive. No, I, Wilds tweeted I that this up. could be an MVP moment for Tua. When they got I the said it could back. climb the ladder. The, the, okay, an MVP moment for Tua. Is, if I'm misquoting you, I apologize. And Wilds, this is why Wilds should you just tweet crushed. graphs, pictures, and pithy <laughs> things about the librarian. Well, that's a great take. Because you're not, but you don't like when people are mean to you on it. I can that's feel true. it hurting your feelings read them, from Wilds. across the don't city. How am I going to so, write them if I don't read yeah, them? I mean so, the comments, dude. <laughs> All right, so, and I kind of, you know, in a smart-ass fashion, quote tweeted it and was like, yeah, but he can't because he's not, was the short version of it. And this is, this is, this is kind of about Purdy and kind of about Tua, but it's really just about how we look at quarterbacks as a whole. So I just want to give you the most simplistic buckets possible. Okay. Bad, good, difference maker. If the bad quarterbacks, no matter where they're drafted, you can be Marcus Mariota, Mitch Trubisky, Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, all top five picks. Right. They, they have no chance of having extended stretches of good ball. They might have a game. They might even have a month. Sure. But over a long enough period of time, no matter who's around them, they are going to drag you down. Then you have the vast majority of starting quarterbacks in this league that are going to look exactly like their talent does. If they have mediocre or bad talent, they will look mediocre or bad. If they have good talent, they will look good. If they have great talent, they will look great. That is my guy Baker Mayfield. That is Jimmy Garoppolo. That is Geno. That is Goff. Think, think about Jared Goff. We have had five versions of Goff. Goff when he came into the league. This guy is the worst number one pick ever. Goff the next year with McVay in a system and Todd Gurley. Highest scoring offense in the league in a Super Bowl. Goff all of a sudden when the weapons start to go down and the, and the offensive line does. Oh my God, he's going to be benched for John Wolford. Goff with an offensive line again in Detroit. Oh my God, he's good again. Goff right now. Oh, did his hands shrink again? It's five guys. Ah! It's the same player. It, 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 Derek Carr is this guy. Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones is this guy. Tua and Purdy are these guys. Now, they, but there's degrees. Th there's degrees. Exactly. That's a big range. No, of course. But they are all going to sink or swim, not based on themselves, based on their talent and their system. And then there is what everyone is searching for. And there are not many of them. And there's Mahomes, there's Allen for his warts, there's Lamar. There are the true difference makers. And so I was watching that game. It's why I, going into this year's draft, well, I didn't see what you saw in C.J. Stroud. I was looking at Bryce or Richardson. And I said, well, I would take Richardson because he might be a difference maker. And I know that Bryce won't be able to be at his size and measurables. I watched that game last night, and this will get Dolphins fans mad at me. If I were starting a 33rd team next year and they're like, hey, we're not going to tell you the talent around them. You can have either of those two quarterbacks. Which one will you bet on, Tua or Levis? 
I'd say, well, I know what Tua can't be. Levis might be. And he might be a difference maker. And if you don't have one of them, you are always searching for him. And that is the frustration for me about the Purdy conversation. It's the same thing about the Tua conversations that we've had. We don't have as much on this show, but I hear it. I just watch these guys, and I'm like, he is a, he is a good player who looks great and has great stats because of a great all-time legend in Tyree Kill. And no, the moment he's gone, it falls off. The only thing, and I, I tend to agree with a lot of what you said, the only thing I'll say about Tua is he did win and put up pretty decent numbers even before Tyree got there. Uh, even with Brian Flores. So yep. he was he was they were winning with they, him. They had he had his moments, but the even those when that was happening, the team did everything legal and some illegal to try to move off him. They, they tried to trade for Deshaun. <clears throat> they, they were rumored to be in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. They, they tampered true. to try to get Tom Brady and lost a draft pick. They, in the building, were like, not a difference maker. And that's where I get, and I don't know why I care about it so much, but like frustrated when we are talking about things that I think matter, like the league's most valuable player award, mm-hmm. and, and it is someone who is – a good player I, being discussed in that room. Can I can I speak on behalf of Tua fans worldwide? Sure. The Tuaverse. Tua non, yeah. I would say that the Tua <laughs> fans would say, well, Patrick Mahomes has one of the maybe you're claiming the greatest tight end of all time. He also had Tyree Kill. Yes. We saw Jalen Hurts make a leap once AJ Brown got yes, there. Right. We saw Josh Allen make a leap once Stefan got there. Amari Cooper, very good. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, very good. So yes. that makes a leap. Yeah. yeah. All, all we talk about Lamar is like, hey, he needs more weapons right. to, because he can't thrive until he has but Lamar, these great but, but, Right. But, that's, but that, if, if Tua fans are, or any fans are making that point, I would argue they are proving my own. Because, yes, Lamar, in order to win a championship, might have needed a little bit more. But Lamar immediately walked into the team and they changed. They were a bad team. They became a playoff team. But the a next lot of was it the one was his seed. running. The, I, I the, think Waz made a great point well, about all these other passing quarterbacks. And I know the, the MVP year, the, he threw it well, very it, efficiently. Well, part of the the reason Lamar is but a I difference like maker, to, to be clear, is because receivers. of the running to go along with I the I get best. it, but he, they also the, have a ceiling on where they can go. The, Joe Burrow the, is, the, is the greatest thing since sliced bread. He won't even let one of his wide receivers go. I need receivers. two. Number well, ones to succeed. Well, hold on. That's I don't think that's an indictment on Joe Burrow. That right? I mean, there's he's done nothing to prevent them or make them. No, keep but he the guys. wants he wants the, both yeah. guys there. Well, they went all in because it wasn't like Patrick Mahomes, where we can let go of a great wide receiver and still thrive. Right. We think Joe Burrow needs T and Jamar. Right. But the point that I am trying to make is Tyreek has all of that, and nobody thought. I don't think Dolphins are winning the Super Bowl this year. And if they had the difference maker to go along with all that, they'd be the. If you have the amazing weapons and the true difference maker, that's what turns good teams into great teams and champion teams. Mm-hmm. And Joe Burrow, when he had that in his first year, healthy year as a starter, they got to the Super Bowl. Like that. that I is just the don't difference. think it's. And I think Wiles brings up a great point about it. It's not quite as black and white as you're saying. I you, said it was overly simplistic. But it's not that black and white. All right. Um, what are we talking about? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He joined uh, Carrington Harrison. My old intern, Afternoon 610 Sports. Great job, CDOT. 610 Sports Kansas City? Yeah. The drive? Yeah. And He's go. coming up. He's doing uh, great. To explain how he, Mahomes, uh, not Carrington, regretted how he acted after the Bills lost. Take a listen. 
obviously can't can't do that. I mean, can't be that way towards officials or really anybody in, in life. Um, so I probably regret acting like that. Um, but more than anything, I mean, I, re- I regretted the way I, I acted towards uh, Josh after the game because he had nothing, nothing to do with it. And um, so I, I was uh, I, I was still hot and emotional. Um, but you can't do that, man. It's not a great example and, uh, for for kids watching the games. Oh, I listen. I, I think he fell on the sword a little too hard there. I the I don't I don't think this was a bad example. I don't think this is a problem. I I didn't think it was a problem when Tom Brady chased refs into the tunnel a decade ago on Monday Night Football. I think if you do it all the time, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. I think that if you are constantly losing your mind at things, it can be a symbol of a bigger problem. And I think that if he would have done that to go after a teammate that he is going to need in the future, I think that is a problem. Well, Brew I think, thinks that's the solution. No, I don't think Brew, Brew doesn't Behind want Behind the scenes. Yeah, you don't want yeah. him to do it publicly yeah. to embarrass no, the no. guy. Sprinting and, after and, and I'll be honest, I have, while Patrick seems to be you know, in a more measured state 24 or 48 hours later, the more and more screenshots I am sent <laughs> of Jalen Waddle lining up where Kadarius Tony did, nice. of, of well, Kadarius doing, doing it, all it the time. five times during the game. That's the and- dumbest. That's one of the dumbest things that was circulating on the Why? internet. Tell me. Because, because you, got, you got pulled over for a speeding ticket, and you looked at the cop and was like, I speed here all the time. I've been speeding Which for I think an hour. People do do no? I, I think people do. So, they, they're used to going no. forty-five so, minutes. So give me a award. Give me a award in the first quarter. Wilds. It's ridiculous. Let me ask. Okay, Wilds. So, so again, you, you've used this speeding analogy or a law enforcement analogy in two straight days. In two straight days, you've gotten it half right. It would be more Pretty like good, if you drive past the same cop every single day, wave at him going the same speed, and he does nothing, and then you drive past him one day with. The just married banner and things hanging behind <laughs> and you wave at him and that's when he pulls you over and you're like really i do this every day and he's like sorry pal rules are rules you might be a little pissed if you like, do it all the- game and you don't get a flag and then you do it with a minute left he's like oh we broke the rules you might be justifiably angry here's the problem they did it before the play or they did it before mahomes threw the ball no so I, they didn't know oh, i know oh, my gosh this is gonna be but one they of the knew greatest it was a minute and a half left in the game yeah, but go but, ahead sir but i look i like what mahomes did i think he should have done it. Now, Mahomes does talk about being a Christian. And the language he was oh. using, you know, you know Christian's not talking like that. So, I, I like what he did. I like him coming out. It's good for the kids. And like I said yesterday, I would like to see him go off on his receivers like that and show some anger and frustration with them. And I would like to see, honestly, Nick, he needs to let Brett Veach, the GM, know, look, we'll see how this year goes. If they win the Super Bowl, obviously, hey, Rasheed will get better next year. We'll be fine. But if they don't, he needs to go to them like, look, he, he did a team-friendly contract. I know it's renegotiating all that. But he didn't take all the money well, he could have so we could keep some great receivers. Well, and even if they win, Nick, this, again, Super Bowl is a Super Bowl no matter how you get it, right? But this is one maybe the you think we think is the best quarterback we've ever seen. Yeah. Get him some receiver well, so he can thrive, I, I, not I just think, winning, but statistically and all so, that. So I thought one of you would bring up this point. I'll do it because uh, I I think the Tyreek Hill was a smart move. I'm glad they did it. Sure. The the move that especially if you watched last night has to really stick in your craw is not getting DeAndre Hopkins. When he was yes. available, was not super expensive, yeah. yep. was not a long-term deal, and you, you saw him out him? there 
Well, if you guys do He's remember, a nice when year. I initially started talking about 20-0, and 0, I said, if they sign DeAndre, I'll do it. And then I, they I didn't. I don't remember. No, I, you, you were making fun of me. I don't remember that. And then, and then that they didn't, and then they didn't, and I did it anyway. Uh, but one last thing on this. If I, I have another thing for oh, Brute, too. Go ahead, Wilds. You go. No, you finish yours. The, Mine's going to be a mic drop. Okay, Ooh. so I just – you remember, remember last year – the mayor of Cincinnati said, you know, oh, like yeah. Joe Burrow's paternity test or something about Patrick yeah. Mahomes, you know, parentage. Yeah, 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 sure. And they used it as a galvanizing moment. Yeah. I think some cartoonist for the Buffalo News may have provided it. Did you guys check the – oh, oh my. Wow. We don't have a bulletin board big enough for this Adam Zilgis. It's, it's Hi, me. I'm Hi, the I'm the problem. It's me. Oh. And it says entitlement. No, a, blame the refs. I know that. And I'm just – I'm shocked that I, the bulletin board well, You know what? I'm not going to defame the bulletin board by putting up this, this sketch up there. But wow. I'm just letting you know. It might be – I'm sure that's on wow. Patrick Mahomes' desk that's today. Go that, ahead, that great. You know, they play the Patriots. Hottest defense in the NFL. Seems to, really? What? Is that true? They're the yep. hottest defense in the league? Yes, they 100% are. The best run, <laughs> defense, best run defense in the league okay. in the last few games. Okay. The lot of rearview mirror watching. Patriots have been worried about the Chiefs since Friday. Andy Reid still talking about the Bills. What do you mean still? Still talking. So Wait, you, what do you mean? Yesterday you was his NC? post-game press conference. He was asked about it. Yeah, when Bill Belichick was asked about it. You know what he said? I'm focused on Kansas City. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Yeah, he was talking about the Bills. He was like, hey, want, want to talk about uh, – okay. okay. This is their season. Want to talk about the Steelers game? Okay. Like, no, man. No, that was a long time ago. This okay. is your guy's season. Oh. No, their season's been dead. Let's just move on. That's not what a mic drop. Now, that was I a mic had drop. a great it was Oh, surprise. Graphic just ran. Mic drop. <laughs> Are the Cowboys being disrespected? Next on FS1. I knew you in the Fox Sports first. Channel on Sirius XM. The Taylor Swift thing was up there, and Hub got in my ear. He's like, it's a Taylor Swift reference. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Welcome back to a hot show. The Dallas Cowboys headed into Buffalo, and all of a sudden they are two-and-a-half-point underdogs. <laughs> and according to esteemed researcher Josh... This does not bode well for Dak. In the last four years, Dak only has wow. one win as an underdog and has only put up 17 points when not playing opponents found in the pasta aisle of your local so supermarket. That's not true. One in that's eight as an underdog? <laughs> yeah. Brew, are the Cowboys being disrespected? Not at all. 
Not at all. All right, first of all, Buffalo is desperate. We know Buffalo's talented. We see the record, but let's not be fooled. They have elite talent. I know some guys are banged up, but still. They're desperate. Their season's on the line. Dallas is fat and happy, right? Coming off the big win. Everybody's praising them. You beat Philadelphia. You didn't just beat them. You pounded them. Mm -hmm. All right, so they are right for a letdown. Secondly, Dallas isn't great on the road. They're 500 on the road this year. They're 500 over the last two years. They have been a great team the last two years, but on the road, 500. All right, so I, I don't think they're being so, disrespected at all. Buffalo can get this game. All right, so to be clear, if and when Dallas wins, you'll come on here on Monday and say that is a great win. That is n- no tomato can anything, no oh, Buffalo's well, 500. Definitely not a tomato can. No, but, but that is a, a great can. win that would be uh, not expected. We'll see how it happens, oh, okay. but it would be – no, it would be a good win. Get the great. So, so, how it wins, right. happens, it would be a good so, win. We'll see if it's a great win. Yes, it's not so much about the Cowboys being disrespected. You think they as, are being? Well, I, what I think is for, you know, just the 68th straight week, the Bills are being overly respected. I mean, Vegas can't. They're they're like they can't quit the Bills. Yeah. They the the Vegas and the general public and the people calling the None games. None of us can. To be can, honest. Well, well, no, no. So for some of us, it's easy well, to you, quit the yeah, narcotic sure. if you never got on it. But for other people, you're always going to be looking back at it like, oh, I don't know. Maybe should I go back? And I watched it during the game. You would have thought Josh Allen played one of the best games of his life. Uh, this past weekend, the way it was discussed. Instead, statistically, it was one of his three worst of the there season. Some dimes. The, well, and he had well, one early play. On it, early, early on, he was good. Early on, he was good. And that play on the sideline that was, was to me was obviously an incomplete pass, Correct. but then ended up because I didn't yeah. understand that. Uh, that was a great play by him, even yep, if it should have been an impressive. incompletion. But we can show you the numbers from Josh. The numbers from Josh in that game that started off awesome, and then it was awful. And where I think, where I disagree with Brew in this regard, Greg, is I understand the idea of Dallas, you're saying, doesn't need it as much and they just got a huge win. But Dallas right now has to feel like we have to keep winning. Yes. And we win the division and maybe get a one seed. Like that they are, they, San Francisco plays Baltimore, right? So San Francisco has a very yeah. losable game on the horizon. <laughs> Philly has shown they can lose to anybody. Tommy Cutlets might hang 40 on them because everybody hangs 40 on them. And so, That's a bit of an the, no, well, I shouldn't say yeah. that, shown you know what, you, you, Brew, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. What I mean is anyone can score on Philly, they which means they're Seattle. vulnerable. And Seattle's so I think, I think Dallas... As long as Dallas, San Francisco, and Philly all have the same number of losses, every game's a must-win for Dallas. Because the difference between the five seed and the one seed is night and day. So I I do think they're being disrespected, but I don't think it's an indictment on the Cowboys. I just think it's that people love the 11th-place Buffalo Bills in a way I've never seen an 11th-place team be loved. Yeah, I I feel similarly to you. I I think there's a level of disrespect because – When you look at the Cowboys and what they've been able to do, all the wins that they have piled up, you even put them out here, tomato cans. This was their first win against a team that was not a tomato can, and obviously we know that the Philadelphia has some issues on the defensive side of the ball. Now you're playing against the Buffalo Bills, a team who just had a really good win against Patrick Mahomes, and I think that's what – the Vegas is looking at like, oh, well, they just went into Arrowhead. And they just beat Mahomes, and, and they're desperate. All the things you said is why we still enjoy watching uh, a guy like Josh Allen just crawl out of the back 
and then say, we're still here, we're still in it. But, However, to your point, Dallas has so much still yet to right. play for, I don't think this is, this is going to be a, a game where they let up. Now, they have had their, their home stretch. They've been home for about a month. Yep. This will be their first road game in a while. I think if there's anything, they might get off to a slower start. But I think they find their footing and they still get it. Well, they're also in the gauntlet. And we saw Philly just come out of their gauntlet. Now, they're right in the middle. They Seattle, Philly, now Buffalo, then Miami, Detroit. So, is it? I, I think it affected Philadelphia having all those tough games in a row. We'll see if it affects. Dallas. I think, yeah, I think it. But, but the this is a different type of a call. And and they're early. Is, like all of a sudden now, they're right. I, can't, I don't know how you feel about Seattle. Seattle's now part of a gauntlet, or is Seattle a well, bad team? Like I know they're I, not a tomato the, can. Okay. Now they're looking Let's like see. they might end up being bad. Right, they so, might win seven uh, games this but year. Here's, but here's the other part of it, and I know people think that I'm just here to. Uh, take shots at the Bills, but this, I think, is just a sober, fair analysis. Going into that game, you guys were talking about the Bills are the more desperate team. Correct. The Bills were the team coming off a bye. The Chiefs were coming off a brutal loss where their running back evidently got hurt, missed him for the game. They were the more injured team. The Bills got out 14-0, and despite all of that, I would argue Buffalo did everything they could to blow that football game. That Uh Buffalo, at the end of the game, the way they called plays when they were trying to go go for the lead was inexplicable. None of us think that the Bills earned that offsides call. Like, that's something they did. They benefited from it. But they... they, You can say it. What? You don't want to say it, but I'll say it for you. They basically lost. No, I'm not the saying Bills? basically. No, yeah, they I, basically I, lost. I'm, that is not what I'm you're, saying. You're mocking. They basically There's lost. No, no, they won Everyone that game. Everyone at home knows the Bills basically no, lost. I don't know <laughs> that. Basically lost. Be a smart do you? Think, I'm not trying no. to be. No. If, do you think once that happened, you thought, you know what? Chiefs won this game. They got saved by a flag. It's fine. The, the Bills basically lost. The, if no, the Chiefs got robbed, happen all the no, time. I'm they not, won no, that hold game. up. I want to be very they clear. Because they won it because they basically Wiles is trying to set me up for something, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not kind of right, though. I'm, no. Am I 100% wrong? You are Am I 100%, 100% wrong, wrong that me, the Bills won that game outright? No, no, you feel totally no, happy with it. No, the what, whole world of sports media is complaining about it no, because they basically lost. Okay, I don't believe they basically lost. What I am kind saying is... They did all of the things you would need to do to lose that game. Yeah, you and the Chiefs' self-inflicted errors, plus some very questionable decision-making by Carl Jefferson's crew, ended up allowing <laughs> them to win. But I don't look at the Bills as a team that's coming into this game rolling, is my point. They are coming – going that's into fair. the bye, they were sh- struggling. This game, they played awesome for a quarter and a half and then held on for dear life for two and a half quarters mm-hmm. and tried to blow it. Dallas, on the other hand, has been playing the best football in the league for two months. Now, maybe, Bruce, they're due for a loss thing. Maybe that's true, and maybe the weather's bad in Buffalo. Maybe it's a sloppy game. I don't know. But the Cowboys are a far better team than Buffalo, and being two-and-a-half-point dogs to me is too much. You know, you agree, though. I don't agree. A little bit. No. He's trying to set me up for something. <laughs> a little bit. He's trying to set me up for something. You know it. Oh, with Zach Wilson coming back. Why not? I Run it back. So. I hope I so, too. Just for a <laughs> 
This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. If you ask me, nothing goes quite together like football and food, especially in the fall. College football on Saturday, the pros on Sunday, and the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card provides the perfect way to earn rewards. Whether watching your team with other super fans at a local eatery or in the comfort of your own living room. Earn four times points when you dine out or have food delivered. Maybe order a pizza and watch the big game on that big TV of yours. Plus, earn two times points at grocery stores, which is great if you're tailgating at the stadium with hot dogs and hamburgers. Even getting to the game can be rewarding as you'll earn two times points at gas stations and EV charging stations. Go to usbank.com slash altitude go to learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Score big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash altitude go to apply. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association. Pursuant to a license from Visa USA Incorporated, some restrictions may apply. Zach Wilson took Coach Mangini's advice of who cares if they bench you again and had one of the best games of his career. He completed 75% of his passes for 300 yards, which, by the way, and no one remembers this, but Aaron Rodgers hasn't done that in his last 23 games. (laughs) (laughs) When asked about Zach's future, Robert Sala went full Kevin Garnett. Take a listen. Can he play his way into the plans for 2024 in these last few weeks? Uh, well, anything, anything can happen. That's uh, especially in, in this sport. It's like a New York minute, right? Uh, swings from one pendulum to the next. But uh, um, you know, he just needs to focus on week to week, just putting his best foot forward and being the best version of him he can be. <laughs> just a bunch of nothing. You know what? I really think the Jets, listen, let me give, I care a lot about the Jets and Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. This is a team, you know what I mean? I've lived in New York City for almost seven years now. It's very close and near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. Let me give you some sincere advice. Let's do it all the same, guys. Don't change anything. Let Aaron run your free agency. Keep the same quarterback room. What are the odds this is going to happen again? Just give it one more try. <laughs> Everybody always knows. You, you, once a guy gets benched a fifth time, mm-hmm. he's better and stronger than hoping ever. For Mac Jones, I mean, this actually. is not – Greg, they, the Jets have – if they're even partially well run, the decision tree on this is very simple. Zach plays well. Awesome. Someone will take his right. contract off our hands, and he can get a fresh start. Zach plays poorly. He's cut. There, there, there is no – justification to Zach Wilson being on the Jets next year. The only Jets quarterback question should be, should they use their upcoming top 10 pick on a quarterback, which I understand would infuriate Aaron Rodgers, but also probably be the smartest thing they could possibly do, Greg. That would be great. That's a great take right there, that ending part. However, I I think you should bring him back. Really? I do. As a a analyst or a football player? Here's why. Because all of what we were expecting to get from the Jets this season, Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson sit, he's able to learn, he's able to be in the film room, he's able to see how to prepare for games, he's able to get all of this information, take it, and then do something with it after Aaron Rodgers' tenure is up. That never got, that never came to manifest. Right. However, next year, if you have this opportunity and you see flashes 
that Zach Wilson has provided you all season long. You weren't even expecting him to play. You weren't expecting him to play this year. And so if you see these splashes continue to arise, you understand, okay, sit back. Watch how it's done from a Hall of Fame perspective, understanding that he hasn't thrown over 300 yards in 23 games, 23 <laughs> games, but you know he's going to run the offense a certain way. You know he's going to prepare a certain way. You know he's going to give little nuggets and leave a little trail of nuggets along the way to where Zach Wilson can pick them up and then be better because of it. That's why I believe you bring Zach Wilson back. We, we see the talent. We just don't know if it's consistent enough to where he will be able to take over after Aaron decides to Come hang on. it up. I hear, I hear what you I'm, – I'm leaning toward Nick. Now, if he's sensational in these next four games, and he was really good on Sunday. But even so, it, let's say Rodgers is healthy all next year mm-hmm. and Zach just sits behind him. I have no guarantee – that this Zach Wilson we just saw on Sunday is going to be the one they about? get. More, t- more <laughs> evidence is that he won't be. That, yeah, don't that's say. my only thing. Like, let's say, they, let's say Zach is great. And I agree with Nick. I would, use, I would trade him then because somebody will take him. But let's say he's great. They keep him next year. Rodgers plays the whole year. They get beaten in the second round of the playoffs. Now Rodgers retires and Zach's your guy for the next year. What if? And then he comes out and he's bad. Like, that's yeah. very likely that he would come out and be bad. I would Nick, have no Nick way is, of knowing next year. Nick is joking about do the same thing that you did this year. And the reality of it, that is going to – Aaron is going to want Zach. Wilson. Well, that's idiotic. But they can't – They should not They should be kowtowing to Aaron anymore. Okay. Well, now, you know, respect him on it, but they shouldn't kowtow. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Go ahead. Well. This is the most insane conversation we've had on the show. Do you think Zach Wilson is the guy? Do you think he's the guy? No, I'm not saying. But he's do you the think guy. he could be a starter in two years after Aaron retires? Not sure. No, not that's sure. what he's saying. Sure. That's what he's I would saying. love it. As a Patriots fan, if he's would... great, these next, I'm just. He's, he's not going to be. Really, if he's did great, anybody, I was never... oh, Did anybody see that game coming Sunday? So, no. I yes, had one no, out of every, every ten, 10 games. No way he's I would have thought he would have done this. If ten guys go over Niagara Falls in a barrel and one survives, like. Here's the deal. This is good. We should start this up. Here's the thing, though. We all expect these guys that come out of college to come out and be Joe Burrow, to be Justin Herbert immediately. What we what we didn't see with Zach Wilson was him sit behind a. An elite quarterback that can teach him the ropes. He didn't have that. Matter of fact, he came to an organization that just is. Is one of the bottom yeah. run organizations in, yeah. in sports. Because they right? draft guys right. like Zach Wilson too overall. You can, you can uh, say that, <laughs> but if you have a guy in house now that can teach him the ropes and that can kind of He's right not. the shit. Some guys do develop that's later. Like, guys, no can I just show you this and then we can <laughs> I mean, leave? Seriously. Can I, I mean, show you this? He's, he's, I mean, he's the worst in a decade. What are you talking about? I mean, he's the worst. And it's not close. Like, Osweiler and Darnold Darnold could be Steve Young. Okay. He's the worst in a decade. (laughs) They would trade back for Darnold and Oak. Guys, we just... New York Minutes. Wilds. Wilds. You guys... (laughs) They're out of their minds. You're out of your mind. He's not... I'm not even saying they should do it. Would you trade Zach Wilson for Tommy DeVito right now? (laughs) Stop it. Would you not? Stop it. I don't want... Tommy DeVito is having a great little splash right now. Better... It's a better splash than Zach... Are you ready to take control of your health and conquer your weight loss goals? Look no further than Factor, your ultimate solution to better eating. 
Each Factor meal is always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. No more waiting around or spending hours in the kitchen. Just heat and eat. It's that simple. Over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor ensures you'll never get bored. With more than 60 add-ons to help you stay full and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. With Factor, there's no prepping, no cooking, and certainly no cleanup needed. The best part? You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Sign up and save because we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Eat better, feel better, and conquer your day with Factor. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash firstthingsfirst50 and use code firstthingsfirst50 to get 50% off. That's code firstthingsfirst50 at factormeals.com slash firstthingsfirst50 to get 50% off, fuel up, eat better, and achieve greatness. Get started today. Coming up next, ooh, Frosty's segment in all of sports. It's Mahomes Mountain. A lot Can't of wait. A lot of movement. Maybe our best one yet. Oh, I agree. Really? It'll be hard to top uh, two weeks ago, but maybe. You know, some say Brock Purdy is him. <laughs> Others say Christian McCaffrey is him. Or Kyle Shanahan is him. Because he made Jimmy G look like him, which we all know. Jimmy G's not him. <laughs> Here's what Trent Williams says. I don't get the fact, I don't get why people say he's a system quarterback or got to show you more because no system quarterback makes tight window throws before they're there, throwing people open, putting the ball into a window and trusting his receiver to get there. I think a lot of people are, are slow to give him his props just because of his draft status and where he was drafted if he was... You know, if, if um, he was uh, Zach Wilson, I think we'd probably be, you know, mm-hmm. unanimous MVP, the next coming of, of Aaron Rodgers. You know what? You know what that sounded just like? Trent Williams on Jimmy G. Call on me, teacher. I, I, I got to be honest. <laughs> Trent's quotes don't hold the same weight as after what Nick did. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And I love Trent Williams, and he might be yeah. 100% honest. Thank but- you. He did say similar things Bro, about Jimmy G. Thank no, you. I'm just Bruce being honest. Just being I'm keeping honest. it real. Go, get now, here's, and I'm going to be honest in this. And you guys know well, I, I do. I thought you were going to say this sounds like you. Yeah, that you was, no, you no, said. I get all that. But <laughs> I, I, oh, you know I think Purdy's MVP right now. Yeah. Is he a system quarterback? My honest answer is I don't know yet. Oh. No, I'm serious. I don't know yet. He might be a guy, I think my honest feeling is that he might be a guy that starts off as a system quarterback that later on becomes like, oh, like a Tom real Brady. difference. Well, Tom Brady did that. Kurt Warner did that. Kurt Warner went to the Giants and was bad. Now, he had some injuries, but then he goes to Arizona and he gets back to himself. So, we, Dak, I, I think Dak was a game manager, system-type quarterback where you needed a great running game early in his career. And now he's become – at least this year, it looks like a difference. So we've seen guys make that jump. I, I'm going to be honest. 
I don't know yet what you Purdy can't is. Have him as but MVP no, right? no, I you think can't. you can because it doesn't matter. Yeah, Bruce. As long as he's in the system right now and he's playing tremendously, his numbers are virtually impeccable. Then what does it matter? Because it's all opinion. If you think you have an opinion that he is a system guy, you have opinion that he's not. It doesn't matter. Right now, he is playing great where he's at, and to me, that's what counts when it comes to. Who's an MVP? It shouldn't be subjective stuff. It should be objective, and objectively, he's playing great. Uh, I don't think he's a system quarterback. I, when I look at Brock Purdy <clears throat> and I listen to Trent, everything that Nick said yesterday, it was spot on. Like, there's a difference between a system quarterback and a game manager. Oh. Understand that. A game manager is just a guy that you got in there that you're hoping he doesn't do anything wrong. Right. They're, not, they're go- never going to be the reason why you win games. That was Jimmy Garoppolo. Tried to tell you that forever. You never believed it because of the win. He won. Because but, they won. He was successful. Oh, they, they, however, <laughs> when you look at Brock Purdy, he, they do win because of some of the things that he does. Because he does more than what Jimmy did. It's just hard for us in this situation to completely say Brock Purdy's the MVP because we watched Jimmy Garoppolo do the same thing but with he the didn't same put up numbers. numbers. Well, well, let's show, okay, let's show the actual numbers Jimmy G put up once he had Christian McCaffrey. I can show it to you. We can do it side by side. But how long was that? Four games. Okay, come, you well, can't compare four games no, to that's, well, a whole hold on. season. So here's my problem. Those are the, these are the last ten games of Jimmy G's career. Four, those four and those six. And I know Brew tried to s- peddle some snake oil that in nine months between the last game with the Niners and the first game with the Raiders, mm-hmm. his body broke down. Oh, he is even though, pro. Hold, hold on. Even though, even though he came into the league five years after Matt Stafford, well. the same year as Mike Evans, he started this season 31 years old. This idea that he fell off the proverbial cliff. Hold on. No, 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 no. Age it's, it's, is it, it's all banged it, bro, up. Bro, bro. Stop. It's okay no to admit way. you were wrong about Jimmy G. I wasn't G. wrong again. Okay, Did I okay, ever say fine. he was even a that, pro that's bowler? Fine. That's fine. That's fine. Let's not argue about Jimmy lost. G. But the point that I am trying to make is because I don't think Brock Purdy's draft status casts as long of a shadow as Jimmy G's success and then how he looked this year does. I think that casts a longer shadow. I also think that when we are talking, the, the stats are unbelievable. But we also, so this is the, he has, Brock Purdy last year was all dinks and dunks. This year he is not. He is pushing the ball down the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of gaudy numbers on that. He also, this year, is, would lead the league in yards per attempt if you only counted his passes behind the line of scrimmage. Think about that. He would lead the league on, on all passes, on yards per attempt, if you took away all of his passes that went past the line of scrimmage. So that made me think, okay, who have been historically the league leaders in yards per attempt on basically screen passes or dump-offs, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Here it is last four years, and I don't know what if anything pops out at you. It's Jimmy in 2020. Jimmy was second in 2021. That year for Baker in 2021 was the year he was injured. And then Purdy the last two years. That is the system. We all agree that passes that are screen passes or behind the line scrimmage, that is system-based. 
And it is not a coincidence that the system that has perpetually created the best in the league at that is Kyle Shanahan's. So obviously, he's a system quarterback. The question to me is not even is he a system quarterback or even is he the MVP. Brew is right in that. That is almost a matter of taste. Like, I, the way Brew views MVPs, I, di- I disagree. Can I, I totally disagree. Can I ask a football the, question to Greg about the line behind the line of scrimmage stuff? Is that at all opened up because there is a deep threat? Like we saw, I used to always complain about Patrick Mahomes having these massive games really to irk you because I thought that Tyreek was a downfield threat and he could just dump one off to Tyreek and have him go for 20 yards. That would count as a 20-yard pass. It, it, well, it's, it's a thing because they open up every element of their playbook. They can beat you down the field, yes. So you have to honor that. And you have to honor the fact that you have a pass catcher in the backfield as Christian McCaffrey that can do it all. And, and so naturally, you're going to find ways to get them the ball the quickest. The quickest way is the smokes quick. or yes. screen pass, quick toss. It doesn't forward little laterals. However you can get them the ball, it all matters. And it just so happened they're one of the best at yards after catch too. So, so Greg, you said, and maybe you misspoke, you said he's not a game manager. You said he's not a system. QB. I'm saying he's not a system so what, guy what, because it, because I look at systems different. Because we can sit here and say, okay, is Jalen Hurts a system guy? Because that, right. because the system has kind of been tweaked since his offensive coordinator changed. But and I, he's, I would argue he's Jalen he's, he's, isn't because they built they built their that system around Jalen's unique strengths. Mm-hmm. So, Lamar, they built the system around his unique correct. strengths. Mahomes, I think Andy changed his system more downfield around his unique strengths. This system with Purdy is the same system they were running with Jimmy G, but better. So, but what, way what better. I would argue, what, I would argue, what I would argue is it's the same system, but it's going. Oh, live from New York, it's a show that's preparing for Mahomes Mountain. It's the second hour of First Things First today. Herbert's season is over. Who's to blame? And will he ever challenge Mahomes? Oh, stop it. Meanwhile, Los Angeles Lakers set to raise another banner. Mm. Why we all actually kind of like this idea. You didn't love it, bro, but I really like it. Uh, But right now, it's Tuesday at 4 o'clock, which means we're prepared to climb the most formidable quarterback ranking in the sports world, Mahomes Mountain. Today's focus, how to fuel yourself on this journey. You know, it's a long journey. You have to figure out your food. Uh, Russ Cooks, Mayfield Bakes, Tommy DeVito, packs chicken cutlets, and the Chiefs are starving for points. Okay. Well, it's true. (laughs) But alas, pack your trail mix as we head to the icy peak of Mahomes Mountain. We have not had this much movement atop the mountain, up and down, on and off, including the return of vacancies to the mountain in weeks and weeks. So let's get right to it. Off the mountain. So listen, I don't know that Bryce Young's ever going to be allowed to climb. I'm sorry about (laughs) that. And fell off the mountain. Oh, man, the swan song for Josh Dobbs, Aiden O'Connell, and Derek Carr, whose teammates don't seem to really love him Uh that much. They have all fallen off the mountain. Seventh row, Geno missed the game with injury. You fall. Gardner Minshew, he fell as well. Justin Fields stays where he is. Drake May right in the middle of that seventh row. And then Desmond Ritter, even in a loss, he played well. And then the Z brothers, Zappy and Zach. Some said it would never be done. Zach Wilson makes his mountain debut. Sixth row. Shocking. Herbert 
fell, and now that he's out for the season, he will be off the mountain, sadly. Jared Goff, you know, at that altitude and, and temperature, hands shrink even more. It's tough. You think they swell. <laughs> Kyle, and then, moving up the mountain, Will Levis, Tommy DeVito, yes. and his Wilds accurately predicted. Welcome to the mountain, Joe Flacco. Then <laughs> he said you would never even dare to climb it. Joe Flacco, level six guy. Fifth row. Tua, people are like, oh, you're not going to drop Tua after that performance? No, the Mountain had Tua properly rated, so we have no need to drop him. Josh Allen does drop a bit despite Tony Romo's protestations. Jordan Love stays exactly where he is. And, you know, it's so odd because Love lost this week, and the, we haven't talked much about that game, even though it was last night, which is funny because Greg Jennings here, and he's a Packers guy. And last week, even though he wasn't here, we talked so much about the Packers. Okay. Quick, you know, recap if you missed it, guys. <laughs> Go, Pack, go. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. That's not <laughs> Hold that L. <laughs> Can I give it this to you? Did you hold that L, though? You, would you like to hold it now, Mark? No, I, I, I didn't pick them to. Okay, back to the mountain. Is, uh, uh, two of show favorites. Yeah. Russ. And Baker Russ move up the mountain. Baker with another valiant okay. fourth quarter performance in a victory. Ross, unlike Baker, though, <laughs> uh, you know, is out of the playoff picture as we sit here today. Now to the fourth row. Nothing but guys dropping. Jalen Hurts. It's been a rough stretch. He drops a bit. The Prince. Listen, played through injury. You know I don't love that with quarterbacks. Still threw three touchdowns, but had three picks. And C.J. Stroud. He got hurt. Got banged up, didn't play well. He must drop as well. And there is a vacancy along that fourth row of the mountain. And what's that? Oh, oh, that's Debo and C-Mac. Oh, Debo and C-Mac pushing Purdy back to his place on the mountain. Okay, all right, now no vacancies. My apologies. Third row of the mountain. Listen, Jake Browning's time atop the mountain has come to an end. But he's still, listen, he's still been great. And Matt Stafford had an awesome game. Now, people might be like, how did Caleb move up? He has not played in weeks. Because I am here to tell you now that Caleb is not under the weekly microscope. Everyone is acknowledging the simple fact that if the team with the number one pick called you and said, we will give it to you, and you have any of the quarterbacks below, the Prince? You're at least holding an all-hands-on-deck meeting. Every quarterback beneath Caleb on the mountain. Jalen Hurts. It, they are at least having an all-hands-on-deck meeting. You can't C.J. Yeah. Stroud? Yeah. No. They, they are, there is no they, way. They're uh, hanging up C.J. Stroud. No. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, and I've been C.J. Stroud, you're hanging up? Uh, you're, you're, okay. You're I'm having a up. meeting. You're having a meeting. I'm not you're, having a right, meeting. I'm telling you right you now. You can't tell the GM. C.J. Stroud. Oh, yeah, they offered me Caleb Williams. I hung up. You're like, what? <laughs> no, you've got to have a meeting. C.J. Stroud. You can in you the meeting. meeting. Bro, in the meeting, you can no vote meeting. no. Have no, meeting. you're having a meeting. Have Back to the mountain. <laughs> Row two on the mountain. In my opinion, the two leading MVP candidate quarterbacks. Dak Prescott, who is the overwhelming favorite, and then Lamar Jackson, who I think is a dark horse candidate, depending on the final month goes. And gloriously, back atop the mountain, in his rightful place, none other than Patrick Mahomes, back atop Mahomes Mountain. What's this? What's this? <laughs> Who's that graphic? What? what did you get off Patrick? Oh, oh my God! Oh, 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 oh. Mahomes down the mountain. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Dak Prescott takes wow. his place. Oh, oh no. There, Greg that. Jennings. Well, the, the mountain is, is Mahomes God. Mountain. That was moving. He's got a lot of new technology on that. Yeah. I like the mountain. The mountain. The mountain. You never know what's going to happen. You know, I was shocked for a minute. I'm like, Mahomes, what? <laughs> uh, so, for me, I, I look at Lamar and the way Lamar is playing. I think we're sleeping on Action Jackson. I'm going to be the first one to say that. I was sleeping on Action Jackson, boo. Thank you. Thank no you. more Thank am I sleeping on you, Lamar, because you are having a tremendous season. And I know sometimes we get caught up into the fact that you haven't thrown a ton of touchdowns, but you're having a career year. If we can look at his numbers, like this is real. Lamar this year, completion percentage, that's the best ever. Yards per pass, tied for the best. Passing yards per game, second. That's Touchdown second and interceptions, third. Exactly. Second best. And the season's not over. Like he yards. Total yards, he's probably going to eclipse his 31-some-odd hundred yards of a career high. Correct. And so for me, when I watch when I watch Lamar, and particularly last week, he was it, great. He was phenomenal. Yeah. He no used that. everything that makes him special. He put it on display. His pocket presence, his ability to throw the ball down the field, which I think was the most impressive thing. The fact that he was able to come back from behind, something that I've been I've had questions and concerns revolving around Lamar Jackson and his ability to do it specifically at this point in the season yep. and in the postseason. He he's going to have to do that. Blue. With, with the type of talent that he has around him, no safety net in Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, you should be more talked about when we talk about MVPs in this league. I, okay, so I actually agree with everything Greg said. I want to be clear, though. But you are fine with his placement on the mountain, right? Uh, He's in the second best, highest position you can be. You third, wouldn't, ha you wouldn't have him ahead of Dak He's right third. now. You wouldn't no, have, I wouldn't, no, he's not third. I wouldn't have him ahead of Dak, but right what? now, uh, the, the ref is still there, right? Can the ref pull him over? There's to no left to right, guys. <laughs> guys, he and Mahomes are dead. Even. It's not, it is not left to right. It's not a mountain No, it's a girl. secret There's committee. No, Nick is, knows. Brew's confused. Okay, go. The altitude's got <laughs> it. First of all, great stuff on Lamar. I said it two months ago, so great stuff. <laughs> um, look, obviously Brock Purdy should be higher, well, and the Prince should be lower. Obviously. Far. All right, but I'm going to focus. Wait, hold on. I'm you want focus the Prince on, lower? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Three interceptions. I get, he's when he, tough. I like that he's when he tough. Wasn't you know I like that. Picks, you guys killed him for not having enough touchdowns. Now he has he's three he touchdowns a game a for a month, and he has one high pick game when he's playing on one leg. Only Mahomes can do that. And you guys want to drop him? No. I did drop him. Who do you, you want? He you was outplayed. Was the, it Flacco? Yeah, outplayed by Joe Flacco. Okay, and I Flacco. dropped him. A month ago, Flacco How? was I, a candidate to the, be up here with us. What? I mean, come on. The, I wish right. he was right now. Here, here's what I'd say, Nick. I want to focus on Josh Allen, and I will give you credit. Because when he was being talked about as the best quarterback in the league, mm -hmm. then you rightly pushed back and pulled him down. But now I think there's been an overcorrection. All right, I think you got him too low. Look, Josh Allen is great. He still is a great quarterback. He's definitely better than the Prince. And he is a difference maker. I get it. He leads the league in interceptions. But he also leads the league in total touchdowns. He's got 35 way more than anybody else in the league. So I think Josh Allen is being disrespected on the mountain. He should be Where do you want him? Where do you want him? Where do you want him? Well, easy, an easy correction is switch him into Prince. So and, the, and, and then if you take Caleb and Browning off, which what, should Browning? happen, 
Yeah, what are you doing? Brownie is way down. Purdy, I put Purdy in the prince. Okay, stop. Oh, no, that doesn't work. Yeah, but, but Josh should be up. Go Josh should be mountain. way up. All right, first of all, Josh second of all, Stafford, if you, come if, down. You, if you heard that correctly, America, mm-hmm. here's the argument. The prince needs to drop because he had one game where he had a bunch of turnovers. Josh Allen needs to raise where, despite, despite the fact that he leads the NFL in turnovers <laughs> for, for basically the entire time this show has existed. He has led the NFL in Including this week and, and or this year, and Brew, Mr. Quarterback Wins guy, is is, is just absolutely fetting a, a seven and six Josh Allen. So the, I'm just telling Trevor's you, Trevor's been all playing like a game the, manager. The, the, there, I said it. Now, now we're it's back. true. It's true. Now we're back. Go ahead. He's averaging three right. yards, three touchdowns for a month. Go ahead. So the way that we prepare this segment is our producers like. Then I need a definitive statement on your quarterback. What do yeah, you want? I don't to do? like that part of it. About the definitive Yeah, statement. I don't know. He's like, comes to us. He does the same thing with the headlines. He's like, I need the bar. I like yes. it. Figure it out. But overall, he, I like it. He, but he, I have I a question like about this quarterback. Tommy DeVito. So I'm going to go through a few stats on Tommy DeVito, a theory on Tommy DeVito. Then I'm going to ask Greg one basic question. So here's stat number one on Tommy DeVito. Highest passer rating as a starter this year, minimum four games. So for you, it's Purdy, Dak, Tommy DeVito, and Tua. So, like, all right. Granted, four games, small sample size. Yes. DeVito this year throwing outside the numbers. Okay, he's second touchdown interception ratio. Passer rating is third. Yards per pass is up there. 67, 60, I'm, you know, I'm going I'm to say 68% completion percentage. And then he's got this kind of confidence yeah. that I've described as, you know, like the kidneys of, of the quarterback body. Like, if you got it, you never talk about it. But if you don't have it, well, the whole thing falls apart. That's what happened to my guy, Mac Jones. It's kind of a gross analogy, yeah, but I'm not even sure what kidneys do to be 100%. <laughs> but I know they're important. Yeah. So the question is this, and I'll ask Greg, and then you can respond. Is Tommy DeVito the real deal? Or are we just having a little moment? Because I can't tell. He might be him, but he might not be. So you can make the call. I'm going to lean to the side of saying he's having a moment. Okay because there's not enough sample size. And what I will say is, he's gotten the same guys that was blocking for, for Daniel Jones, yeah. Tyrod Taylor, and the receivers. Coming from this guy. Actually that play ball. Oh, you ready? You. <laughs> we just said it. We just said it. What? Well, what? Remember, what? They, they made the playoffs he's, last year the, for Daniel Jones. He said yeah. Daniel Jones was top 10, and he just said Tommy DeVito was not playing. Okay. So uh, that was, take that contract, so, put in the shredder. <laughs> All right, two. Two things. One is, I do think the person who looks the best with Tommy DeVito's success is Brian Dable. After he had a great first year under uh, with Daniel Jones, and then it was rough at the beginning of this year. But also, do you think Tommy DeVito and Jeremy Lin are on a group chat, or is it WhatsApp, or what? When they're like, right. like what, there are some similarities. I mean, let's, I, I'm not trying Joshua to be Dobbs as well. Yeah, but, but not in New York. I'm trying to do it in New York. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I'm trying to do it in New York. You know, hot moments. Real insanity similarities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really okay, well, also, how, about, how about the quarterback from Duke who all of a sudden we gave $160 million? as the Italian-American on the show, I think people are laughing too much. Uh, in July, Justin Herbert signed the most lucrative contract in NFL history. Five years, $262 million, over $52 million a year. Today, the Chargers are 5-8. and eight. The offense averages fewer points than the Saints, and he's officially out for the season after breaking his finger. Not great. Nick, how much of this lost season is his fault? So I do not put the majority, the plurality, or honestly, any significant share 
of this season being lost at Justin Herbert's feet as if he is the problem. But as I've said before and I will say again, he is, he is talked about as he is talked about and paid as he is paid, not because he's not going to be the problem, because he's going to be the solution. Mm-hmm. And it's not his fault he got hurt, obviously, but prior to getting hurt in that game, he was playing poorly. The game against the Patriots was one of the worst wins ever. Mm-hmm. The, the, you're, they won 6 nothing Throughout this season, now it is a misnomer to say he never has been able to take his team from behind. There have been many times he has taken them from behind, left the field with the lead, then the team blows it, and I don't sure. put that on him. But there are four games this year that were losses, that he had the ball with an opportunity to go win or tie the game down less than a touchdown and wasn't able to do it. It doesn't mean he's bad, but it does. The lack of growth, and I showed this graphic a week a month ago, and I will show it again, is the concerning part. Justin Herbert's rookie year, he was all he walked into the league, Greg, as an A-minus quarterback. He's not supposed to be entering year five as an A-minus quarterback. That's not what you hope for. And so that's the problem. So I, I I, know I didn't totally answer like how much of it is his fault, mm-hmm. but it's just he's supposed to fix things, and he hasn't been able to. And that is, for them, a problem because now he is paid like a guy who can fix everything. I'll answer very little. I agree with you on it. Very little is that I lay at Justin Herbert's feet. I'm putting the overwhelming majority on it on Brandon Staley. <laughs> All right, and if he's there next year, I would be shocked. All right, Brandon Staley's a big problem. Kellen Moore, I'm not ready to move on from Kellen Moore, but he hadn't been great. All right, he hadn't been great. Uh, Herbert's digressed under his tutelage, if you will. But I think the coaching staff and the culture has just really deflated Herbert over these past few weeks. Look, three, uh, three, the last three weeks he's got one touchdown, two picks. Before that. The first 10 games, they had 19 touchdowns, five interceptions. Now, I know as a team they weren't playing great, but those aren't bad numbers. No. Okay, it's just recently it's like, my gosh, he's really falling off the map. So I, I still am high on Justin Herbert. I've questioned, is he a winner? Is he a leader? I don't know. We'll see. But I just think he is in a bad situation with a coach that's been putting him in bad position. So I'm still high on him. I agree with both of you. I think it's hard for us to – place blame on total blame that is i'm not alleviating him from bit, all right. the blame but when you have a, a guy who's playing playing the quarterback's position and he's never gone through a season with his perimeter guys meaning his skill guys healthy like he's never completed a season mm. with both mike williams keenan allen palmer and all the weapons that yep. they have tried to put around him and surround him with healthy that's problematic. And then on top of that, you add Brandon Staley and what he hasn't been able to do with that defense. That's that's a large problem culturally and from an organization standpoint. He is not the issue. If he's healthy, we know he can be electric. If the guys around him are healthy and available, we know this offense can put up a ton of points, and they have in the past. So they just got to get it right. I I'm not one to promote firing a coach because I know there's a lot of families this, this, and this a lot of okay. but this, this, it's okay. But the, there has to the, be a change. And, I'll and, say and, that. that one's okay. And the, listen, this is how thin these margins are, man. I they were up 27 nothing in a playoff yes. game. 
Yeah. They're up 27 nothing in a playoff game, and while he didn't have, like, grievous errors down the stretch, he missed some big throws. He did. They weren't yeah. able to win. Had they won that game, they then go to Arrowhead. I believe they lose. I think everyone here believes they lose. But as you guys were talking about before, it's hard to beat a team three times in one year. It's a divisional mm-hmm. opponent. And then who the hell knows? Then everything is different. You, you blow that opportunity. It reminds me a bit in a different way, of the Texans who were up 24-0 in a playoff game on Kansas City with a quarterback everybody loves. Mm -hmm. They blew it, and then it just went to hell on them from a franchise perspective, all of it, for almost half a decade. Like, you don't have these opportunities every year, and the Chargers were crazy aggressive wilds in free agency. They signed J.C. Jackson. They traded for Khalil Mack. You spent another first-round pick on a wide receiver. They did a lot of let's-win-right-now things. They got Kellen Moore. Right. They have nothing to show for it. Nothing. And now the team is going to have to pair away talent as those contracts kick in more and his kicks in. It's a bad situation. Talking Lakers next. Oh. Also, they're not getting Bill Belichick. Tomorrow, it's a great segment of all sports. It's <laughs> next year. It's in DeMonte's apartment. How many subscribers do you have? Tons. <laughs> they real? <laughs> yeah. Medals time. Uh, Rockets up in third on the Spurs. Yikes. Ow, not that's great your boy. Yeah, guess what? He's trying. You know what I don't like to hear? Oh, he made that's, a business decision. That's <laughs> my boy dunking on your boy. Yeah, how Who has better game? numbers wow. this year? Yeah. My my boy's no, doing work. No, he doesn't. He has, I, not better numbers than Shingoon. No. Three, not better numbers than Shingoon. He's got, he's got, might be better than Boy. I'm sure All right, he's better. Hey, why? Okay, so. When they do that, it means <laughs> Kawhi, bronze medal. 34-6-5 and five in a win oh, over Bruce Blazers. They're your Blazers. Hello. They're I thought Blazers. they were my Clippers. They're, well, like they're yeah. my Clippers it's your two lose. teams. It was the Battle of Bruce Hart. Silver medal. Giannis, 32-12-6 on, I think, 12 shots for Giannis in a win over the Bulls. Listen, just can we hurry up and get to January 15th so they can trade everybody to yeah. teams that actually matter. Gold medal, Zion. Oh, he heard what you guys were saying, and even though it was all totally fair and accurate, he responded. <laughs> 36 and 5, and a, a legit great win. I understand the Timberwolves have Anthony Edwards, but that is no, a great a win, win good. for the Pelicans over the Timberwolves. There is the medal stand from last night in the association. All right, we're going to stay in the NBA. The Lakers hoisting a high school esque, and I don't mean to that to be funny, editable banner. For their in-season tournament championship, they oh, will... Editable. Ed, what did I say? I thought you said you edible. Said edible. It sounded like edible. <laughs> oh, I thought you said it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm thinking that is a mistake. What? <laughs> I didn't yes. know what you were talking Sorry. about. Editable. Edit you cannot word. eat it. You cannot eat it. Uh, they will unveil the banner next Monday against the Knicks. Brew, do you like this? I do like it because, as I said when we talked about it last week, I think ultimately this is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And guys will start talking about, yeah, he's got so, so and so many rings and, and four in-season tournament championships. And, and this legitimizes it. It helps that LeBron won, right? Yeah. And I think next year, because LeBron took it so seriously, next year everybody's yep. taking this and, thing seriously. Yep. And w- Wilds had a great tweet. It, and I should mention it because I mentioned a tweet of yours that I made fun of, <laughs> um, which was, you know, I understand you guys can some along the lines of you can say the in-season tournament doesn't count or doesn't matter because Jordan didn't participate in it. But every time we see a LeBron versus Jordan side by side, Jordan gets a check mark for slam dunk contest. Yeah, and so like and I'm this. Like, yeah, that counts. And so I also think when you go to a high school gym and you see, oh wow, 
They won three district championships from 96 to 98. You instantly are like, oh, whoever that senior class was, they were awesome. Mm -hmm. I think in 20 years, it will be cool. You go to an arena, and you're like, oh, that team won three out of four in-season tournament championships. Mm, I like like the banner better than that little celebration at the end. That looked too much like the finals. Uh Seriously. Like, they don't need to do all that. What about title belts? Just a nice little Speakers up.